going on, everybody? This is your boy, William J. with another episode of Talking in the Attic. And let me start off by first saying thank you to everyone that subscribed, everyone that has given their uh, criticism, everyone has given their feedback, you know, suggestions to the podcast. I truly, truly, truly appreciate it. That keeps me motivated and that keeps me going. And for this particular segment, though, this one is going to be based on talking about attitude and how attitude is one of the necessary factors that we have to keep in check because, I mean, it could lead to something positive, you know, how you how you carry yourself, how you approach things, or it could be detrimental. I mean, if you have such a negative attitude, it's also reflected with your energy. I mean, people can recognize that from a mile away. So let's get into this thing. And. On my journey throughout life, I've learned that a person's attitude is a result of their surroundings as they've developed and it can have a powerful influence over their behavior. See, the perception that they form is a result of personal experience. I mean, from observation or a direct result from some influence from somebody that they hold great admiration for. And when someone you hold great admiration for exposes a particular attitude, Sometimes you find yourself aligning yourself with those beliefs and that person, the influencer, may not always be aware of his or her attitude or the effect that is having on the behaviors of other people. And these sentiments, they can create a direct route to success or be the catalyst to creating divisive and utterly destructive paths. And when you harbor a negative attitude, that's easily reflected with your actions and the energy you carry. But I'm here to tell you, you can't allow what goes on in the outside world to control you and program you, because regardless of the situation that you're presented with, you got to stand up and realize that it's temporary. And when you're confronted with an obstacle, you got to continue to prepare yourself for the next phase of what life is going to present you. And although I understand that it's incredibly painful when things don't go according to the original plan, you got to be in control of the scenario. You got to reject the energy and commit to pushing through and coming out stronger than before. You see, if you give into that situation and allow it to consume you, I guarantee you'll suffer for an extended period unnecessarily. And I know you've witnessed a toddler throwing a temper tantrum. See, we've all been there. And right now, I got one in my house. And thankfully, he's not throwing a fit right now. But Having a child, when they throw in a fit, their only objective is to acquire whatever they feel that's going to bring them satisfaction at that particular moment. And you also got to realize that at this point in their life, they can't articulate rationally what it is they desire. The only emotional response for them is screaming, kicking, and potentially sprawling out on the floor demanding something. But unlike the toddler... You have to be the one in control of the situation. You cannot expect excellence without discipline. Without discipline, you always have to keep in mind optimization. So you got to ask yourself, how can I make this be the best part of this situation? You got to observe the current options available to pursue your goals. See, if you're unaware of the tools and resources that are all around you, you got to first start using a device that's become such a necessity for you. Yeah, I'm talking about that phone or tablet. And for many of you, it's become an extra appendage. And that device, I'm talking about the one that's become such a necessity for you, it can assist you in so many ways. See, there's an unlimited wealth of information available to you, and it's free. I mean, let me repeat that. 
it's absolutely free. See, it's up to you to recognize your gifts and know what you want to do to expand on your level of greatness. Now, there are many factors and desires that keep people motivated in life. But where do yours fall in line? Are they for personal reward and gain or are they just for the wow factor in that reaction has garnered from society and your immediate circle of associates? I mean, certainly there are others. But for the sake of this topic, we're going to keep it within the boundaries of attitude and motivation. Look, it's been plenty of times I've confessed to you that the percentage of my motivation is to achieve financial success in order to provide for my family and myself. See, having financial success has allowed me to establish independence, access to places and increase my exposure. You see, these gains, they enable me to break away from being dependent to create my own freedom and being able to, to provide for others. The growth. Now, that's what helped define me as a person. See, this allowed me to close a chapter in my life and begin writing the next. Now, although things weren't anything noteworthy from the beginning. Now, when I graduated from college, I returned home to Chicago to begin the next chapter in my life. See, I had the grand expectation that my career was going to start off with, I mean, just skyrocket off into this elite professional making significant income, residing into an affluent neighborhood with all of his perks. But in reality, <laughs> I was dead wrong. Everything was moving at a glacial pace. Honestly, it wasn't moving at all. See, I was working odd jobs, unpaid interns, but I held on hoping that eventually one of these dead ends could be my moment to turn things around, but they didn't. See, I had reached a point of fight or flight in my life and I was close to being on the ropes. And I bet you can begin to figure out what my thoughts were centered around and how my attitude was during this point in time. See, things to continue to drag along. I think for maybe like a year and a half until one summer, I went to visit my aunt and uncle who lived in Northern Virginia. So I took this time to relax and clear my head. And while I was there, I started to revise my plan before I returned home. And it was like suddenly a light went off. I started looking around saying, huh, maybe I may take this opportunity to relocate. And this was something I never considered because my alma mater was 740 miles away from home. I regularly traveled domestic and internationally, but I never considered relocating and calling a place outside of Chicago home. See, I had to make a decision at that point, and I started weighing out the pros and cons of my current situation. And in weighing the options, I recognized that in Chicago, I was miserable. I was underemployed. I was not being challenged, and it definitely was time for change. I saw this as a chance to start over and accept a new challenge. And I mean, it was perfect timing. I mean, because as soon as I returned home, I started to vigorously devise my plan. See, there was a number of things that had to take place for me to construct my escape route. One of the first things I did was that I never shared my intentions with anyone. It's sad to say this, but family and your closest friends, sometimes they can be some of the biggest dream killers. See, and I didn't have time for those who were consumed with irrational fears to just speak on some irrational or just random statistic with no concrete evidence. See, I didn't have time for that. I wasn't going to let in and just give in to their fears. See, my mind was already made up. And I used the situation that I was facing back home to force myself into a new way of thinking. See, I had to reach further than I had before at this point in my life and push myself without any limitation. See, relocating, that presented many new challenges because now I will have to get on track career-wise. 
establish a new network, learn how to navigate the new area and adjust to a different mindset of people and the pace of life. See, there were so many things to take in. But above all, I was willing to accept this challenge. You see, and this is what I'm aiming for you to begin doing. See, I'm not encouraging you to drop everything and relocate, but to train your mind to accept a challenge when you've been presented an obstacle. So what if you have to change course? See, your focus may shift, but your goals, they'll always remain the same. You see, I was faced with a situation that called for me to make a life altering decision. At that point in time, before I relocated, there were signs that I began to take notice of that I knew were not conducive for my growth. I mean, I was back home. I was around the people and everything that I was comfortable with. I was rarely challenged. And then I began to lack the necessary motivation. Yeah, some of this you could attribute to self-inflicted from my own decisions, but I recognized that I needed a challenge and I took ownership of my situation and decided that it was time to relocate. And I was motivated to take on the new challenges that this new chapter in my life presented along with every single hurdle. I also established that I wasn't going back that's for certain. See, it was going to take a lot for me to concede and return. And the chance that I would have to return to Chicago was very, very slim. And if there was an unexpected return, at least I would have made an attempt to improve the quality of living and not wait around and just wonder, what if? See, you got to begin incorporating that never lose mentality. You got to start beginning to take those losses as a learning experience. And in every situation, you're gathering the pieces to the puzzle. And the puzzle I'm speaking of is the puzzle of your life and the masterpiece that you're creating. See, every situation, every circumstance and every moment is a breadcrumb leading you to the ultimate goal in your life that you're attempting to fulfill. See, I view life as one giant puzzle that's been fragmented and thrown across acres and acres across a desert. And the lessons between the discovery of each puzzle allows us to figure whether if these factors lead me to a positive or negative outcome and what's the lesson learned? How could I have prepared myself differently? And do I change my expectations? And one other thing that I had to do in this process was keep my expectations in check. And look, that's not easy. See, I was still learning along the way. See, and if I could offer a piece of advice to you and the younger me, I will emphasize that it's imperative for you to maintain emotional control because without emotional control, it's going to be difficult to remain motivated when the things don't go as according to plan. See, not only do you have to keep your emotions in check, but you also have to watch your body language. And that's one of the most natural indicators that convey that you've given up a lost hope. I mean, I know there's been a point in time that you can recall when something blew off the rails and the result wasn't in your favor by any means. You likely had a trash attitude. And also, how were you treating others around you as a result of your misfortune? Now, did you stay positive? Did you examine your words and monitor your tone before you spoke? If you exhibited an adverse reaction to the situation and you projected that energy onto someone else, I guarantee you created a toxic environment. And I know it's easier said than done, but you got to remain positive. You got to maintain the consistent expectations and you do not lower your standards. So you got to keep disappointment confined to its territory and do not let it spill over into other areas of your life. If not, you'll find yourself swimming in doubt, fear and uncertainty when you, be, you could be focusing on positive things. And throughout my journey, I also had to learn to say no. It was something so empowering and refreshing to say just the simplest thing. No. See, I refused to deviate off course because I recognized that as soon as I was distracted, 
I was going to start backsliding right into repeated behavior that's going to postpone my efforts. And in respects to postponing your efforts, I know that everybody loves a good time, but there should be a point where the typical out needs to be curved for you to gain clarity. And the experiences I prefer to have are life altering, educational and something that exposes me to a new level of enlightenment. But look, man, look, look, look. Listen to me. Don't take me as a snob that turns his nose up at going out and having a good time. What I'm saying is you should ration out these moments and evaluate what are you getting out of these outings. And if it's a typical happy hour clubbing, bar hopping, like, look, fam, how long until that gets old? See, that time could be spent on creating wealth for yourself, developing and nurturing a skill that could benefit you in the near future. And like the old saying goes, do what others won't do today so that you will have what others won't tomorrow. See, that, that statement right there, there's not an age excluded regarding that statement. At any point in your life, you can commit to a decision that has the potential to propel you to a new level of success and closer to your ultimate destination. The only thing hindering your progress is you and your mindset. So you got to commit to this just as the motivational speaker Eric E.T. Thomas is known for saying, you got to want this as bad as you want to breathe. I mean, that's the level of desire you got to possess. And this level of motivation is practically insanity. But honestly, most geniuses, both past and present, have been called insane until their accomplishments was recognized as groundbreaking. And there's absolutely nothing that comes from the realm of ordinary and average except basic output. Once I began to understand the direct effect that my attitude had on others, the value of how I represented myself changed. I began to prioritize my life goals as well as establish a goal to become a positive influence on others. And one of Benjamin Franklin's famous quotes was, by failing to prepare, you're preparing to fail. See, if you do not plan or set life goals, how can you expect success? You see, a person who fails to prepare, they're going to be unable to face any obstacle in life because they're going to get overwhelmed beforehand. With your preparation, you can ensure that you know your objectives and how you're going to achieve them. You see, Law 29 of the 48 Laws of Power by Mark Green states, plan all the way to the ending. You see, you got to make sure you're planning not only in the initial phases, but every stage so that in the process you're sharpening your focus and your vision this way you can highlight flaws and identify where you need to make adjustments accordingly see you got to be proactive in the infinite amount of possibilities that you can create for yourself but also in that process prime yourself for success and a tactic which i'm not ashamed of is that i prepare myself to respond to questions regarding my successes or accomplishments See, I'll write a speech in preparation to address an audience and I'll speak as if I'm taking part in an on the spot interview or a panel and rehearsing my accomplishments or outcomes is another way of bringing positive energy and focus towards my goal. But it also helps alleviate the eustress and eustress. That's good stress. That's what helps you benefit like exercise or satisfaction. And this is a way to prep yourself so that you're comfortable when you get to that destination. You see, it puts you at ease and it familiarizes you. So when you're at that moment, it already feels like you've been there. And this is just another walk in the park. And what I've learned from being both prepared and unprepared is that there's a finite window of opportunity that may never appear again. And if you haven't been preparing for that moment, you have to accept that you missed a golden opportunity. And the most difficult thing to accept is, is not only the loss, but to know that you're the only one to blame. You see, here's a scenario. 
I was talking to one of my close friends as I was brainstorming to complete one of the chapters of my book. And he told me about an encounter he had with somebody who didn't set goals and believe that it was unnecessary for them to do so. Needless to say, my tablet was powered off and I had to chuck it to the side because I needed more because my first instinct was to laugh. But there was another part of me that was intrigued because honestly, I seriously doubt if I've ever heard that before. I mean, I've come across people who didn't set goals because they never have. But because a person felt that it was unnecessary, that was new to me. So this conversation went on and I started getting more feedback on how the rationale was established. So. The person that eliminated goal setting did so because they thought that this will help them in the long run for the sake of being let down. He found it easier not to set goals just in case he would build himself up and not accomplish what he set out for. I mean, I can't fault him because I totally understand what it's like to have the anticipation and anxiety then not receive the reward. See, it's like when you were a child and the first time you felt disappointment of someone not fulfilling a promise. I mean, that can stick with you for the remainder of your life. And yeah. It stings, but it's a huge problem with this approach. For one, possessing this mindset is going to have you existing through life as an oxygen thief. Yeah, fam, I'm calling you an oxygen thief. You're a person on earth with no particular influence or use. Somebody with this stature, you're just content with whatever comes your way. And for me, I am not here for it. Not one bit. You see, there's levels of progression in life that everyone goes through, whether they like it or not. But somewhere along the lines... This person I just spoke of, Mr. I don't set goals, they missed the mark because they became content on just existing. Now, not setting goals falls in line with Benjamin Franklin's quote about lack of preparation, but progressing through life without preparation is impossible. See, it's also a selfish approach to life, meaning that you don't care too much about anything. You lack respect for yourself, and I'm quite sure you get zero fucks about anything else and anyone else. So, How could you go about trying to accomplish or maintain any relationship without setting a goal and making plans? I mean, do you expect things to fall out of the sky and everything to fall in place when you set foot in the presence of others? See, I haven't had the chance to encounter anybody like that in life, but anyone out there listening, if you're familiar with somebody, please introduce them to me so I can get their secret sauce. (laughs) But my apologies, man. I digress. See. One of the most important steps that you can take towards achieving your greatest potential in life is to learn to monitor your attitude because of its impact on you and everyone you encounter. You see, we all have a choice whether to be encouraging, motivating, or we can be defeated and wreaking a self-pity. Look, we all face tough times, physical and emotional pain. But the key is to realize it's not what happens to you that matters. It's how you respond. And that's all I got, man talking about attitude here it's william j with another episode talking in the attic gone